Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Warning. Guests of The Roy Green Show may experience the truth, being in the hot seat, and in some cases, crying. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. I wonder, uh, was Bill Morneau okay handing over $200 in that fine for violating the ethics conduct code of Canada? 200 bucks, And uh, we don't even know if he's completely open with Canadians yet. We'll be talking about that with Catherine, Linda, and Michelle on Beauties and the Beast a little later on. And uh, Harvey Weinstein may be arrested for rape in New York. He's got uh, district attorneys all over the United States interested in him. And yet a Canadian judge set free a man who raped his wife because the husband thought he was entitled to. And the judge said that the, uh, the man was not particularly credible as far as his appearance in court was concerned. But no, they... Uh, they found him not guilty because he didn't know that he wasn't allowed to engage sexual intercourse with his wife when she said no. No, no, we, uh, well, we can't find him guilty, no. Scott Newark will speak to that, former Alberta prosecutor and uh, executive director of the Canadian Police Association. That's coming up next hour. So last weekend, Dr. Zudi Jasser was on this program, as he has been many, many times, and uh, the founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, former United States Navy Lieutenant Commander, past president of the Arizona Medical Association and nuclear cardiologist, author of Battle for the Soul of Islam. And Dr. Jasser told us that he'd been invited by the Canadian Parliament to attend a hearing for Motion 103 the anti-Islamophobia motion that never has provided a definition of what Islamophobia is. So Dr. Jasser made his way to Canada from Arizona to participate with the Parliamentary Committee, MPs from the individual political parties, and he presented his case. And he told us on this program more than once, more than twice, more than three times, that he doesn't like the term Islamophobia, that it doesn't do anything, anything for Muslims, and that he opposes it. So he very graciously and um, politely made his case to the MPs. 
The liberal MPs, one in particular, was not enthralled with Dr. Jasser and apparently called him an extremist. And he lumped in Raheel Raza as well because one witness had said she'd had something to do with rebel media. Well, perhaps that MP and all the MPs who have a problem with Raheel Raza should do a little bit of history studying about their own parliament, because when Raheel Raza spoke to the Canadian parliament, she received a standing ovation from MPs and senators. Anyway, I had a conversation. Oh, Scott Reed is a conservative member of parliament. He's part of that committee, and Scott was listening. He was there. He heard what was going on. He was so... I'll let him choose the word he wants, but I'll use disappointed in what took place between Dr. Jasser and the Canadian Liberal MP that Scott Reed posted on Facebook, his feelings. And we'll talk to Scott Reed after I play back for you the interview that I recorded on Thursday, this past Thursday, with Dr. Jasser about his experience with Canada's parliamentarians. Dr. Jasser, did the committee give you background on M103? What did they tell you about the motion before you arrived? And did they give you any expectation of what they wanted from you? Uh, they just simply uh, sent me the um, what they were charged with and, and the fact that they had 250-plus uh, days to uh, address it and then respond back. Uh, there was no pretext as to what they wanted from me other than for me to provide testimony on uh, M103 and what my opinion was of it. So I provided a, a long-form uh, written testimony to them that I've distributed and posted, and then I was given 10 minutes uh, to summarize my comments. And I basically laid out that, uh, you know, Canadians need to be aware of uh, primary, the primary problem being unintended consequences, that uh, this was started by uh, MP Ikra Khalid. Uh, it did arise out of E-411, and that the language would simply focus on Islamophobia, while it may be intended to prevent bigotry against Muslims, any type of uh, democracy, looking at a, the, even the term or the concept Islamophobia would end up enacting blasphemy laws and protecting an idea, Islam, rather than protecting Muslims. And that's really smacks of the language of theocracy. So uh, I'm, is it fair to assume that some of them, most of them, were not exactly welcoming of your position? Yeah, what was interesting is that my understanding is that the standing committee was supposed to be uh, gathering information, bringing witnesses to uh, get our opinions. I mean, they can go back and deliberate and, and uh, do with it what they want, but actually what happened was, uh, other than my 10 minutes, and uh, some of the uh, conservatives uh, did ask me some questions and wanted some responses. The, the three liberals that asked me questions basically took up the seven minutes lecturing me, uh, especially Arif Varani, uh, who basically used up his entire time uh, to lecture me about my position and how offended he was and that the resolution had nothing to do with M103, had nothing to do with Islamophobia, it was simply protecting minorities. And uh, uh, then he went to saying that I offended the 70,000 citizens that signed uh, the uh, E-411. Uh, so uh, it was just sort of a bizarre, uh, almost like it, the standing committee was on a stage rather than actually gathering information from those of us giving testimony. Must have been embarrassing to, to hear that. It was, and you know, I saw a post from uh, MP uh, Scott Reed who 
um, apologized uh, to me publicly, uh, uh, not that he had to, but um, on behalf of uh, his committee, and uh, actually he wasn't on the committee, but on behalf of, uh, of the Canadian Parliament, and, and basically saying that uh, he was ashamed of what uh, Varani did, and uh, uh, Jenny Kwan also uh, didn't ask me a question, but tried to correct me, saying that this was uh, not about Islamophobia. It was about any and all minorities, which just was not true. And uh, he was hoping that the standing committee uh, would actually deliberate and gather information rather than uh, simply grandstanding. Uh, so I think, uh, obviously, these things, as much as they may be intended to help improve Canadian society, uh, appear to be simply uh, more uh, partisan uh, politics rather than a reality of improving uh, civil society. Zuri, was it your sense that the MPs, those who challenged you, uh, didn't know what M103 really was and, and what it signifies to you, or are they in there with an agenda? That is uh, such a great question, Roy. The example was Varani, when he was attacking me, said, the example of how biased I was was that I cited Raheel Raza as a colleague of our reform movement, and and that uh, Raheel, because she's associated with rebel media and other what he called extreme outlets, uh, is not credible and an example of how uh, not credible I was. And then when the chair, because some of conservative uh, uh, responses, uh, they insisted that I be given some time to response, she added one minute and gave me 60 seconds to response. In that response, I said that uh, he should be ashamed of himself because uh, he obviously cannot disagree with any of the substance I presented or any of the substance that Raheel presents in her ideas on women's rights, on uh, liberty, free speech, and other things. So instead, he attacks us with guilt by association, which is exactly what he protests happens to Muslims all the time. So he's quite a hypocrite for doing that. And I think it's an example that they don't care about the substance of what we talk about or the reality that happens inside mosques or inside Muslim communities. It's all simply about uh, partisan hackery, if you will. And uh, I was uh, disappointed in that. It's clearly they have an agenda about this. And I think he proved my point by not responding to the value of M103 and dismissing my comments. Uh, there's clearly an agenda here to try to suppress a conversation publicly about Islam and Muslims, which needs to happen. Zudi, should Canadians be worried? Yes, because... The, the conversation about Islam and Muslims should not simply be limited to uh, identity politics and protecting Islam from criticism. This is a national security issue globally with Islamist movements. This is an issue about the identity of Canadian uh, principles and culture and nationalism. So, yeah, I think if you're going to lose battles like this in a committee that uh, is getting duped by... A, a liberal MP that has an Islamist agenda, like Ikra Khalid and Arif Varani and others, uh, then you're going to lose your Canadian identity to I, what I feel is part of this global Islamist insurgency. So uh, I think the good thing that you shouldn't be worried is that I was invited, that you had a number of MPs that have spoken up and, and thanked me for exposing some of what's actually happening there, and you've had a number of other Muslims who've testified, including Tariq Fatah, Rahil Raza, and others. So I think the battlefront is just opening up, uh, but they need to be engaged and not surrender. I guess the last question for you would be this one. If uh, M103 raises the concerns that you've raised, Zudi, is there the possibility 
that at some point in the not-too-distant future, a conversation like this one that we've just had would be considered to be Islamophobic. Absolutely. This is the issue. And uh, as much as Varani tried to lecture me that it was insulting to Canadians to compare it to theocracy in Saudi Arabia, Muslims who question the government are put in prison not for criticizing the king, but for criticizing Islam. They equate criticizing their government with criticizing Islam. They equate dissent with Islamophobia. So there is a slippery slope. Our governments were founded on on challenging uh, autocracy, challenging theocracy. But as we saw in Europe, there was one generation away from slipping into fascism. So uh, I think in the guise of uh, uh, minority rights, in the guise of uh, identity politics, uh, you can see a slide away from true free speech. And this is something I told them at the committee. I said the true test, and I told Arif this, I said the true test of your democracy is not how you treat the center squishy middle that wants to not offend anyone. The true test of your democracy is how you treat the peripheral, the folks on the margins who may say things that are offensive, that are distasteful, but aren't openly impending violence on an individual. So we must protect their freedom. And that's how a democracy is tested. Those that are most offensive, not the ones that are in the squishy middle. Always appreciate the conversations, Zudi. Thank you so much. Anytime. Thanks for having me, Roy. Dr. Zudi Jasser, as I spoke with him on Thursday morning about his appearance before the Parliamentary Heritage Committee on Motion 103 this past Monday. I uh, have a message for Liberal MP Arif Virani, who accused Dr. Jasser of being an extremist. Um, Mr. Virani, we're passing that invitation. It's an invitation to you. We'll be passing that along before the end of the half hour. When we come back, we'll talk to Conservative Member of Parliament Scott Reed. Mr. Reed was present when this was all going down. He's a member of that Heritage Committee, and he was very disappointed in the behavior of the Liberal Members of Parliament. Stay with us.